0: the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. You guys know that feeling where you're outside for a long time in the sun, and then you walk into a dark room, and you can't see anything, right? Until it takes you a few minutes, maybe a few moments, until your eyes adjust and, okay, you're able to sort of walk around and see what's going on in that dark room, right? And there's an opposite feeling that happens too, right? When you're in, you're in a dark room and then you walk outside and it's, you know, the sun is beaming, it's really bright outside, you know, you sort of cover your eyes and, you know, allow your eyes to adjust to the light. You know, that's a normal thing. I'm sure we've uh, all been there at some point. And what's happening in this gospel is that second part that I was explaining, where Someone is in a dark room, and then finally you're exposed to light, and it's sort of uncomfortable during the first moments. But until your eyes adjust, then you're sort of okay. You can see better now. You could sort of be navigated and guided uh, without any fear of anything. And Jesus tends to do that in the Gospels. Sometimes we might be in some sort of dark room. And the gospel is meant to be that light, that sunlight, that really bright light that sort of shines in our hearts and in our souls where it's kind of uncomfortable to hear. But once we understand why Jesus is doing what he's doing, that's when our eyes, in this case our hearts, start adjusting to what he wants to communicate in our hearts. We're all here in church because we, we want something that we can't receive anywhere else. We need something that we know we can't receive anywhere else. So we sort of have this common denominator, but we also have this common understanding that Jesus wants to communicate something to us. So there is a, we- a marriage in Cana, in Galilee. We've all probably heard this story. We all have been to weddings. We're all familiar with weddings, whether uh, you guys were planning weddings for I don't know, yourselves or family members or attending a wedding. Most of us have sort of been on both ends of weddings, so uh, Here we have a marriage a simple marriage that Jesus and his disciples are going to and What's really interesting is in John's gospel? Jesus's first miracle happens here happens in a marriage and and as many times as I've read this gospel, as many Bible studies I've done on this, as many times as I've preached on this in weddings and you know, so on and so forth, I think there is something much deeper happening here than just the wedding. I think Jesus is presenting this gospel uh, that, we, that I read today as his first miracle because there's something much deeper happening in this wedding. He's sort of beginning the scene With a marriage, and I think we could we could start there, but go even deeper. You have the people communicate to us, because in a wedding, what do you have? You have the people that are hosting, and the people that are attending, and these two people, both aisles, both people that have something to do with the wedding, have a lot to do with the thing that I think Jesus is really getting to here. Because you have someone hosting and you have people attending, what are you prone to? When you invite someone to your house, why do you prepare so many things? Why do you spend so much time to get ready? Why do you want everything to be, quote unquote, perfect? Number one, because I'm sure you, know, you love the people and you want to be a good host, but also you don't want them leaving and saying, oh, you know, the, you know, the pasta wasn't that good, I don't know. You know, you don't want them leaving and thinking that You didn't do enough. And I think that's what's happening here. Because Jesus knows the fallen human condition where we are so prone to nitpicking at every single thing that we are exposed to. And that is the darkness that we are sometimes stuck in. And Jesus is showing us this sunlight, this bright light that may make us feel uncomfortable but will help our souls and hearts adjust. Why do I think Jesus is saying this in this gospel today? Because there's a problem. There was a problem at the marriage. They ran out of wine. Imagine your wedding, you run out of wine or whatever. Okay, it's a big deal. And uh, Jews used to celebrate, and people in our own Chaldean villages would celebrate weddings for three days, by the way. It wasn't like what you guys do, six hours and you know, everyone goes home. It was a three-day consecutive uh, celebration. The door of the family would be open. Uh, Ask your grandmas or something that, God bless them, if they're still alive, they'll tell you. Probably during their own weddings in the villages, the door would be open, and they would allow people to come in and out. So they have this big problem. They ran out of wine. Okay. Things could go wrong, right? We can know this by you know, maybe our own lives, things don't go as planned sometimes. You know, that's okay, that happens. And sometimes we hear that things are going wrong with other people's lives. This is where the darkness gets even darker. Where we take it upon ourselves, when we do hear things that sort of are happening in the community or with a certain family member or with a certain couple, or with certain young adults, what is our response to what is happening in those people's lives? Are we immediately judgmental? Are we immediately spreading that rumor like it's wildfire? Are we contributing to that sin, that ugly sin of gossip? Or are we doing something else? Why am I saying that? Because there's this problem, there's this big wedding, there's this problem, they run out of wine. The stewards, I mean, they're just workers at this wedding, right? They're not, like, technically invited. What do they do? They see the problem. Imagine waiters at a restaurant or, you know, at a banquet hall. They see this problem. What does St. John tell us? He's very specific. So there's this problem. Jesus and Mary are having this dialogue. And his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. What happens here is they start giving this command, fill these jars with water. What does St. John tell us? And they filled them to the brim immediately, no hesitation. Jesus says something, Mother Mary gives this command, and how do they respond? They respond rapidly, and they filled it to the brim. And then after, they said, take this to the steward. And St. John writes one very short sentence, so they took it, period, end of story. There was a problem. There was a command given by Christ, and they did it without gossip, without rumors, and without sort of shaming the people who are going through that problem. And brothers and sisters, if you've never experienced this before, Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. You sort of want people to be on your side, especially people that are close to you, especially Christian brothers and sisters who are on the same team with you, to be on the same side with you, to be walking with you through any troubles. Because at some point, we do run out of wine. At some point, we will have a problem. We do not want to be the people who contribute to the ugliness of gossip or rumors, like I was saying. We should be like these simple stewards who instead of doing any of these things, they listen to Jesus and Mary. Because Jesus and Mary, they're the ones that come up with the solutions. They're the ones that guide us with solutions. They're the ones that give us exactly what we need to do. But we become the stewards who either say, okay, I will fill the jars to the brim. I will give everything I have in order to help this situation. I will take it to the steward immediately, without question, or I will contribute to the problem. Brothers and sisters, Jesus calls us to be better. He calls us to be like him. And he wants us to understand that him and his blessed mother are the ones that guide us in our lives. They're the ones that help us with solutions. And they're the ones to help us grow in holiness ultimately.